0: Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to HeartBlend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So hello, I'm so excited and happy to have you. And today we are covering how to care for our emotions. Now, I know this one is a little challenging because maybe we weren't really taught how to care for emotions. And a lot of us really didn't learn how to regulate our emotions. We didn't gain that emotional maturity to regulate our emotions, possibly because of the way that we perceived our parents, the way that our parents handled their emotions. We are only able to learn from what is in our environments. And so if we did not have that emotional support or a supportive parent or a nurturing parent, if we had absent parents, it can really affect the way that we deal with our emotions as adults. Sometimes we don't know how to really handle our emotions. We don't know what we're really feeling. We don't even know how to understand what these emotions mean. We don't know the point of the emotion. Some of us are taught, "Stop crying. That's not good. Don't do that." And sometimes because it makes someone else uncomfortable that we're taught, okay, I'm going to apologize for my emotions. Maybe feeling emotions just feel so uncomfortable and overwhelming. Maybe we just are out of control with our emotions, right? And we're just like, I'm just going to act out. I'm just going to throw some tantrums here and there. So it's important for us to learn and understand that caring for the emotions are a big deal. They're very important because they do affect the way that we Feel in our bodies, they affect our health, they affect our mental state, everything is connected. So we have to learn how to better care for our emotions when we feel the emotions we feel. Now, of course, this is going to be Closely related to negative emotions. Oftentimes, we don't feel like we need to care for ourselves when we feel happy or care for ourselves when we feel joy or love. We feel good. And we're like, oh, I don't need to care about myself when it comes to emotions. Emotions are great. I feel great. But we do need to have some consistent routine with making sure that we're Checking in with ourselves, that we're giving ourselves grace and compassion and patience in times that we need to do that. So, I really am excited to cover this with you. This is my heart and soul when it comes to caring for the emotions because emotions have just such a big impact on us. First thing I want to cover is to express versus suppress. And we hear this all the time, but sometimes we just don't do it, right? And What is the reason that we suppress these emotions, right? Why do we suppress our emotions? Why is it so hard for us to get our emotions out? We suppress the emotions sometimes because the brain is just overwhelmed and it's going to try to get you right back into that homeostasis, get you right back into status quo. They say, okay, whoa, 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 we're going berserk right now. Let's calm this down and let's get back to business, So, we have to make a conscious effort to say, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's an emotion that I'm feeling, and it's relating to something I'm experiencing or something I'm thinking. Let me address this. When we suppress things, we are often dismissing our emotions. We're not honoring ourselves or honoring our emotions. We're not listening to ourselves. We're ignoring our own feelings we're almost making ourselves invisible to us. And we project that energy and we feel that invisibility. Why do you feel invisible when it comes to other people, right? You feel that other people aren't acknowledging you. You feel that other people are not respecting you. You feel like people are not caring about you. Are you caring about you? Because when we don't, we project invisibility. So it's important to make sure that we're acknowledging those emotions. And if they're negative, how can we express them? How can we make sure that we're not bottling everything up, but we're handling things as they come up? We don't want to let things just build up over time and then explode later and get it all out. We want to handle them as they come up. So quicker check-ins Moments to say, whoa, hey, wait a minute, pause. Let me handle this. Now, not later, now. So when we start to feel those high negative emotions, when we feel that stress, the body starts to build up that cortisol, which is a high amount of glucose in the body, which puts it on alert. It says, okay, we're feeling really bad right now. Get ready, body. And so when we don't get that moment, to get the emotion out, our mind blocks us. The mind says all of these reasons to justify why we cannot feel in that moment, and we don't express it over time, that buildup of cortisol, which is good. The cortisol helps us to wake up and for us to you know, be aware and function and all of that kicks in at times of high stress, but it's important to keep that balanced, right? Everything has a purpose. Everything has a function, but we want it in balance. So if we have too much of that cortisol, it will begin to deteriorate the body. Cortisol increases our fat intake, right? Because it's saying, oh, we're in high stress right now. Things are getting really bad. We may not get food for a minute because things just feel like we're in a war zone. Let's pack on that fat. And meanwhile, we get more stressed out about the fat buildup, right? But sometimes it's not even about that. Sometimes that cortisol is just so strong that we just feel strung out. We feel on edge. We feel irritable. So we want to make sure that we're allowing the body to get that out. We're exercising. We're addressing the issue. We're calming ourselves down, whatever it is, so that the cortisol doesn't build up. Making sure that we're getting enough sleep. We're getting enough rest. We're regulating the cortisol levels. Communicate if something needs to be addressed. Sometimes we just don't speak up. We don't communicate when something is just bothering us. And then we get so upset later and we blow things out of proportion. And we say, you didn't do this. That is not fair. How dare you treat me like that? Communicate as things come up. Address it. Oftentimes what we're battling with is that we're dealing with our external experience, people, whatever, situations, and they're reflecting back to us a lot of our repressed memories as children. We're reliving them out again. So it's important to communicate and address those situations because the brain is wanting to resolve these things anyway. But sometimes we just run away from it. We avoid it. We don't want to feel uncomfortable in that moment. feels frightening, right? Fear kicks in because of how things were handled as a child. So it's important to make sure that we are communicating for our own personal growth. And it could be good feedback for the other individuals as well, because there's a likeness between the connection. There's a likeness between what's going on, even if it's differences. So making sure you speak up. Next thing to care for the emotions is to not allow for fear to cripple you. Fear will do that. It will cripple you. Fear, again, something that's very important. Sometimes we need fear to survive. We need to be able to hide. We need to be able to fight. We need to be able to flee at times. Not all of the time. When we're overloaded with fear, unnecessarily, We can feel fearful about anything, even if it doesn't pose a threat. So, making sure that we are taking control, we are standing in who we are, and we are not allowing for that fear to cripple us. The next tip to caring for your emotions is to seek and explore your emotions to see what's needed. Your emotions are a guide, they are there to help you navigate through life. So if you're feeling negative, if you're feeling bad, if you're feeling upset, if you're feeling sad, and I know sometimes we have all of these things in our minds. It's like, yeah, but we shouldn't feel like that. Yeah, but no, it's just feelings. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but no, this, 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 and the other. The emotions are the rawest, purest form of who we are. They will always speak the truth. It's up to you to accept it or not. You can try to lie to yourself as much as you want to. You can try to brainwash yourself, but the emotions feel what they feel. And maybe the emotions are not exactly pinpointed to what the thought may be, which cripples us more sometimes. Right? We feel really good about this person. We feel excited about this person, but then we come to find that that person. Doesn't turn out to be the right person for us later down the road. Is the emotion wrong? No. The emotion was serving you to let you know that something about whatever that person brought to you was really what you were needing. But it may have not fit your bigger expectation. And that's okay, because it just teaches you more about what you want later down the road. Or maybe we feel really excited about going somewhere. And we get there and we're like, ugh, it really was not all that. Again, we get disappointed based off of the expectations that we have. And we wire ourselves based on expectations, based on what we think we want. But I want you to remember something. Expectations are set in a previous mind they're really not set in the mind of today, of the future. You set an expectation before the thing comes. By the time the thing comes, it doesn't fit the expectation. So we have to adjust the way that we are viewing our lives, reviewing our experiences, reviewing the things that we want or need. And we are in tune with ourselves on a regular basis. So of course you're going to feel disappointed. Of course you're going to be frustrated. Of course you're going to feel down or sad when things don't work out the way that you intended or expected them to go. But what along the journey did we learn? Did we experience? Did we get to realize then? And from that, it's going to create a what? New expectation. A more refined expectation because we've begun to live. So it's important to explore the emotions to really see what is needed. What do you really need right now? What are you craving at the moment? Pay attention to that and let it guide you along the way. But we can't get too wrapped up in our minds and thinking, oh, no, 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 no. It's got to look like this, though. This is how it's got to look. The next thing that I want to cover that I thought was really interesting was that the number one emotion that people lack when they feel depressed is enthusiasm. So seeking creates the emotion for enthusiasm. Being curious, being inquisitive, wanting to know more, wanting to explore, wanting to find things out stimulates the brain and it dramatically reduces that feeling of depression. So what is something that you can get curious about? What's something that can spark a new flame, a new fire, a new passion within you? We all have it. Sometimes it takes digging a little deeper and some more than others. But we all have this little flame in our heart. We do. And sometimes it's put out or it's blocked or it's covered by disappointments, by fears, by traumas, by limiting beliefs. But we have to push that aside and focus on getting curious, wanting to know more, wanting to learn, wanting to explore, adventure. It is truly, truly the most helpful thing you can do, especially when you're feeling a level of depression. It's almost as though your soul is asking, I want to experience more life. Can we experience more life? I want to know more. Why do we see at times people that seem to quote unquote have it all? Have you noticed that they may spend their whole lives doing this one thing? Living their lives in this career for a long time. Being the pageant queen or being the star athlete or being, whatever it is. And they reach a limit. They reach this capacity. And they're like, there's nothing left for me to do now. There's nothing left for me to explain. I know everything about this thing. I'm bored of it. I don't even want to do it anymore. And then they lose themselves in that. they're like, well, I don't even know who I am anymore because I've made this who I am for so long. I've identified with this. What is my point of living? We've got to come out of our identity, come out of the ego, and seek more. Learn more. Try something totally different, totally new. Expand, grow, shift, change. Don't box yourself in. Your soul is too big for that. Your spirit, your soul is so large that for it to feel limited, for it to feel like it can only fit the small little box, the small little job title that we create for ourselves, the small little reality that we make up in our heads based on other people's experiences, the small little possibility we give ourselves. Do you really think that that's going to make your soul happy? No. And that's why you're feeling depressed. When you feel like you don't have anywhere else to go, you feel like your journey is ended. So it's important to keep learning, to keep seeking, to keep sparking that curiosity. To say, I don't care, I'm going to break free and I want to try this new thing out. I don't care how I look. I don't care about perfectionism. I don't care about doing it however. Let me try something new. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your background. Try something new and you'd be amazed at how much you'll feel so much better. If you feel overwhelmed, right, if you have the feeling of overwhelmment, which most millennials do, a lot of people do, but millennials, we really feel in that overwhelmment, right? Cut something out. Something's got to be cut out. We've got to set better boundaries, create boundaries, say no. Healthy boundaries, of course. Increase discipline with yourself. Reduce those distractions. Search for clarity. Overwhelmment is something that can feel so heavy, whether it's overwhelmed mentally or emotionally. When we're emotionally overwhelmed, we just feel a lot of heavy emotions, big emotions. There's something that's draining us emotionally. That's like, whoa, this is a lot to take in. When we're mentally overwhelmed, we're trying to meet all of these expectations. We're trying to think through things. We're trying to make all these decisions in our minds. We're feeling anxiety, right? We're like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I have to do that. You don't have to do anything. Everything is a choice. So we got to cut the emotion part out of it, even though there's self-care about emotions, but we got to cut the emotion part out of it when it comes to being overwhelmed mentally. And We've got to think more of what exactly do I need right now. That's it. And we have to move in that direction. But if we're feeling that emotional overwhelm Then we know we need to slow down. We need to breathe. We need to cut something out because we shouldn't feel that overburdened, right? Especially if we can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. It will make you feel like you just want to quit life, honestly, when you feel so, so overwhelmed. And that's not, necessary. We don't have to get to that point. There's so many different ways we can go. And sometimes it's okay to just be still, just to chill out for a moment. Practice emotional stillness. Practice slowing down. I did a whole series on slowing down. Definitely check it out. And there is an episode on emotional stillness to help us with processing our emotions. So if you feel overwhelmed, let's give ourselves a little more grace a little more ease. Cut something out, say no. Okay? Make a decision somewhere. The next thing is to create an emotion map. What is an emotion map, you ask? If you feel a negative emotion, there's always an opposing positive emotion to that negative emotion, right? So, if you're feeling sad, what's the opposite of sadness? Well, sometimes we think the opposite of sadness is happiness. And it could be, but not necessarily. A lot of times the reasons why we feel sad is because of loss. We are feeling loss. We're feeling separation from something. So the remedy to that is connection. It could be connection to ourselves, connection to loved ones, connection to new people. But we need to feel connection. So that's that map, right? We go from sad to connected. Sad is loss, loss to connection. Panic. Panic is sudden separation. Like, whoa, I just lost something. Whoa, I'm about to lose something. Oh my God, I'm going to panic, right? How can we remedy that? Sudden separation. We have to remind ourselves of the connection we have. Bring ourselves back into the present. Back into calmness. Anxiety, worrying about the future. Oh my gosh, I don't know if this is going to work out. Oh, I'm scared I'm going to be a failure. Oh, Mm-mm. get present. Get present. Present is all we have. We have to create this map for ourselves. If we feel angry, you feel angry, you feel violated. If you feel violated, then we need to feel honored. We need to honor ourselves. We need to stand up for ourselves. We need to advocate for ourselves. We don't have to disrespect or get angry with someone else, but we need to advocate for ourselves and make sure that we are validating who we are. So that loneliness that we feel at times, that can create a deep wound. And the thing is, is that when we feel lonely, we almost just create more loneliness because feeling loneliness fuels the fear of rejection. So we're afraid to feel more lonely. However, in the act of that, we just get more lonely because we don't reach out. We don't speak up, We don't say, hey, how are things going? Hey, would you like to grab a drink sometime? Hey, you want to grab lunch? We almost create this tunnel vision of isolation and it is crippling. It is one of the deepest wounds to feel is to feel lonely because we are all connected. We are all social beings, whether you're introverted or extroverted, whether you love your solitude or not, we are social creatures. And it is so important for us to maintain that. So if you're feeling lonely, emotionally, this is guiding you to make connection. When it comes to understanding your emotions more, we've got to do a root cause exercise. So keep asking yourself why you feel a certain way until you really get to the root of that issue. And on top of that, we've got to practice more emotional literacy. Many of us don't really know all the different emotions that we feel. We just feel how we feel and we can mislabel our emotions. Sometimes if we don't know enough about different emotions or the definitions of different emotions, we just go with the closest one of what we think we feel mad, sad, happy, anxious. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of know what that is. Frustrated. Yeah. I know what that is. Tension, right? Scared. But we've got to learn more about different emotions or the different words of emotions, understand what they mean. So we can be a bit more precise and targeting exactly what that emotion is to be able to remedy the emotion correctly. So there's a really good book called The Book of Emotions and it's basically a dictionary of emotions. Pretty interesting because there are thousands of emotions out there. The next tip when it comes to caring for your emotions is to not live in the emotion, but listen to the emotion. Let it guide you. When we live in the emotion, sometimes we just keep re-triggering the emotion over and over again. We get angry and we think of more things to make us feel more angry. We are sad and we keep thinking and feeling More ways to feel sad. We listen to sad music. We just want to live in the sadness instead of listening to the sadness. What is it really trying to tell you? What's really going on there? And let that guide your next decision. And trust me, if you ignore the emotions today, they will only speak louder and louder and louder later. So they're either going to suppress themselves in your body and create illness you're going to have a breakdown. You can't hold things up for so long when you're not honest and truthful with your true self. So you can ignore it today, but those emotions will continue to rear their heads until you listen and honor them. The more negative we feel, the more disconnected we are holistically. So we have to create a plan for how we feel. So create an emotional care plan. When you're feeling frustrated, what helps you break out of that frustration? When you're feeling upset, how do you handle when you feel upset? How do you regulate yourself? How do you regulate your emotions? So when we constantly feel negative, we just become disconnected. Think about it. Negative. Negative is without, is below. It is not connected positive, it's connected. So when we feel more negative, we need to acknowledge that and find ways that we can get ourselves back on track by creating our own care plan that works for us specifically. Like I can give you all these ideas on how to care for different emotions, but truly you are the one that's going to know the best way to care for that. But I know that it's helpful to have a guide sometimes to say, okay, these are some ideas I can pull from because when we don't know where to go, we just don't know where to go. So if you need to laugh, watch funny movies, spend time with someone that you know will make you laugh, find ways to care for you. And last but not least, speak to the right person to care for yourself. Sometimes when we think of self-care, we think of isolation and just self-reliance, and we don't involve anyone along with our self-care journey. But it's important because we all are very purposeful beings. We can't help it. We all contribute to a bigger cause some way, somehow, even if it seems so small. There's always someone that's going to dedicate their lives to being purposeful in the way that they feel is going to help people. Rather, it's like me, focusing on emotions and mental care and mindset. Or it could be a doctor that cares for the body. Or it could be a nutritionist that cares for the way you eat. It could be someone that truly just makes you laugh. They have a joyful, joyous personality. It could be anything. So we have to do better about collaborating together to care for ourselves in the best way. So self-care is not to isolate you. It is to care for you. And the way that you need to be cared for. So I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We do have much more to cover. This is Heart Blend Podcast.